0: show i'm nigel hammers over there with a special guest on the hotline guy relford joins us to a instructor attorney at law and host of the gun guy show now guy normally joins us on monday but we had some questions for guy in regards to what happened last night in maine so we wanted him back on the show guy i'm reading here that maine doesn't have a red flag law they have this thing called a yellow flag law which if i'm understanding this correctly means anybody that has had a run-in with the law has their firearm seized it doesn't really say anything about mental capacity here would a red flag law have prevented what happened last night in maine
1: well potentially and listen guys um you know if you as you've heard me say for many years red flag laws have huge problems in the sense that they allow the seizure of firearms from individuals who have not been convicted of any crime and and and, and, and from a due process standpoint uh, from a base, basic constitutional uh, protection standpoint that, that that presents problems at the same time when we've had these horrible events that have happened over the years um a lot of us have said well why didn't somebody do something remember the parkland florida shooting right where you know the guy it had cops called to his house like 47 times or some ridiculous number and um and and nobody did anything and so when when those of us like me you know we stand up and we yell at law enforcement and you know the fbi knew this guy was a danger and he didn't they didn't do anything. Well, what does do anything mean? Well, red flag laws potentially, if they're incredibly narrow and if they provide for appropriate levels of due process, and that's what we're always—that's what we're always focused on with with red flag laws. We got to be talking about due process so that innocent people don't have their their Second Amendment rights eradicated, you know, without that constitutionally mandated due process, but. Uh, red flag laws potentially can fill that void and say, all right, hold on. Here's a guy who's got all these mental problems. Here's a guy who's threatened to you know, to, to, to commit shootings, who wanted to shoot up a military base. You know and then here's a guy who's got documented mental illnesses with a firearm, and who's, who's a clear threat. a red flag law, if narrowly tailored, provides people the authorities to provides the opportunity for authorities potentially to quote unquote do something that we want to demand of them
0: and guy correct me if i'm wrong but the red flag law in the state of indiana you helped put that together and you did it in a way to where it doesn't just take someone's weapon away without due process that was really important part of this thing for you right
1: well, it, it, I, let me correct one thing. I had nothing whatsoever to do with the passage of the flag law. We were actually the second uh, state in the country to pass a red flag law all the way back in 2005. But since it was passed... It, as originally passed, it was horrible. I mean, it, the due process problems uh, in it were horrific. I actually filed uh, a lawsuit and, and pursued to de- have it declared unconstitutional um, under the Second Amendment and otherwise. Um, and so I fought like hell to try to to bring it back into a scope that was actually consistent with constitutional, constitutionally required uh, due process and otherwise. But here, in, and that was passed all the way back in 2005. In 2019, I was involved in rewriting it okay. so as to dramatically improve the due, due process protections. And I'm sure, Jason, that's what you're referring to, um, because I, I got, you know, because I, I litigated it and I fought to have it declared completely across the board in a two-to-one decision, the Indiana Court of Appeals disagreed with me on that. But after that, I I said, all right, I can't do it through the courts. i will go to the legislature. And we dramatically improved it. So it's much better than it was, but it's still subject to being abused. But again, we're struggling with this idea of, hey, we don't want to deprive anybody of their constitutional freedoms. At the same time, you know we want to stand up and say when we know there's a crazy guy with a gun why can't we do something and red flag laws if properly structured can potentially bridge that gap
0: and if folks want to hear more on your thoughts they can tune into the gun guy show coming up this weekend or back on monday gun day here on the hammer and nigel show guy relford thank you but
2: i mean my point is i look at things like that what would i look at things like a porous open southern border with 160 known foreign people caught on the terrorist watch list. I look at things like what happened in Israel. I'm thinking, you know, maybe it's a come to Jesus moment for me. I'm thinking I I, I wanna carry everywhere. Right. I mean, I'm not, I don't do that. But it's just keep your head on a swivel, man.
0: And last Uh, night, of course, and you mentioned this, the Moms Demand Action folks, Shannon Watts, puts out a tweet. It's harder to buy Sudafed than an AR-15 in Maine. That's not true at all. Anybody that's actually purchased a firearm legally, and that's the key word, knows that's completely false. Like this whole narrative of you can just walk in, they'll hand you a gun, hand you ammo, you give them five <laughs> bucks and walk out. It doesn't work that way. You still have to pass a background check. And that is a big part of the constitutional carry, permitless carry discussion. Morons like Joe Hogg said morons like Jefferson Shreve, morons like Ryan Mears. They don't understand that you still have to pass a background check before you get your weapon. And they
2: want to take the ability to defend yourself out in public away from you.
0: Right. Yeah, there's a lot of people that have never really been gun people before. Yes. They see what's happening in the world right now, and they're making that choice of maybe we do need something To protect our family. Oh,
2: I say that started probably back in the summer of love, 2020, was when people started to really open their eyes.
0: And all I can ask is that if you do make that decision to get a firearm for you, for your family, whatever it is, do the right thing and get trained. Like, go all the way. Get the proper training. Don't just buy it, take it home, put it in a drawer or something like that. Get the proper training because— When you do need it, you want to have the confidence. You want to know what you're doing. So if this is something you're interested in, again, you can reach out to Guy Relford. He's easy to find on Twitter, at Guy Relford. He can put you in the right direction of places to buy a weapon, what weapon is best for your family, and the best place to be trained on that firearm.
2: Um, police are saying, I'm looking at this um, this Daily Mail article about the suspect and how he's still on the loose. Um, they think that he may have tried to escape on a jet ski. Um, they found his uh, white Subaru Outback abandoned at a boat dock uh, there in Maine, and his 15-foot bay liner is missing, and... Um, main records seen by DailyMail.com show that he had registered a 2019 Sea-Doo jet ski in his name in June. This, of course, sparking fears that he could have used the watercraft to flee um, after, um, you know, opening fire.
0: And let's go back to the discussion we had with Guy a moment ago where, well, do something. What does do something mean? Listen, if there's one thing this country does not have a shortage of, it's politicians and lawyers. There has to be a way to do something to where this guy can get the help he needs. The Parkland shooter could have got the help that he needs before things like this happen. Like I find it ridiculous that my mother-in-law has been in the hospital for like a week getting tests and getting things done. Mm-hmm. And they're keeping in here, keeping her in there. She feels good. She feels fine. She's ready to come home, but they keep running tests. She's still in there, but this lunatic who said, I want to shoot up a base or the Parkland kid. I want to be a famous school shooter. They were allowed to get back out on the streets relatively quickly, like after a couple of weeks. That is a problem here. We've got the money. We've got the resources. We have to come up with a better way to make sure people like this get the help that they need. And this is absolutely a discussion on mental health. Anybody that says it's not doesn't want to look at the problem. This dude was screwed up in the head. He was bat crap crazy. But nobody wanted to follow up with him. All these therapists in the country, all of these do-gooders, All of this money being spent by the federal government. We can't do better than this? That's ridiculous. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.